Hey everybody and welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host Vicky Dombeck and we are diving right back into our identity theft series. Welcome to our episode today. We're really excited to have you back. We took a couple weeks off from our identity theft series and now we're diving right back in. Um, so without further ado, I'd love to introduce the people that I've got around me here, starting with my wonderful podcast team co-host, Miss Christine Black. Um, how's it going today, Christine? It's going pretty good, Vicky. Yeah, it's great to have you back. I, I, I know it's been a couple episodes since we've had you as a co-host, so yeah. yeah, really great to have you back on the podcast. But we've also got some newcomers here today on Working at the Wheel, starting with Miss Michaela Walsh. How's it going over there, Michaela? I'm good, Vicky. Thank you. And last but not least, joining us today is Mr. Caleb Hill. How's it going, Caleb? Doing well, thanks. Awesome. Well, today we are really just once again diving back into our identity theft series and we're calling this episode Let Go and Let God, which I'm sure is something that you've either seen on a pillowcase, hand-stitched, or hanging in a weird frame in a bathroom somewhere. I don't know, but it's a very common saying um, that we really want to unpack and dive into and understand what it's truly saying and how we can relate that to our identity in Christ. I think we also really just want to unpack everything that we can surrender to Christ while looking at the saying and discover how we can know him even more personally. So I'd love for someone to kick us off and get this conversation started, um, especially talking about control. And I think the big question that we're going to be talking about throughout this entire episode today is how much control is too much control in our own lives and the control that we're claiming. Um, so this question, like I said, is going to span the entire episode, but I'd love for anyone to kick us off um, and get this conversation started. Yeah, in terms of thinking how much control is too much control, um, I think that's something we can definitely be prayerful about. Um, I think, you know, it doesn't go to the extreme of like waking up in the morning and being like, uh, God, do I need to brush my teeth today? Like, that's probably that's probably a decision that we can make um, on our own. But um, I think it's really good to just have people speaking into your life, and then also being prayerful about um, the things in our lives that we can, especially the things in our lives that we tend to hold really close, um, really closely, and want to have control over. And so. Um, I'm excited to be talking about this and dive into it, but I feel like that can span a lot of different areas of life, whether it be relationships or school or work or sports or other activities that we're involved in. Um, I think as long as we keep those things in a place where they're not becoming idols in our life um, and we get to the point of like needing to have control, whether it be out of a sense of pride or even just kind of thinking of ourselves as being in more control than we really are in the grand scheme of things uh, and kind of playing God in our own lives. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I definitely think that God gave us free will for a reason. Um, just like, just making like those simply those simple decisions of uh, like, okay, God, or, or even like, not even, if like, we're humans, like we're not going to be constantly going to him in prayer. Um, just because we, we, we're humans and we mess up all the time. Um, just, uh, 
having like those decisions that like we made that it's like oh god like maybe that wasn't a good decision but then going to him and being like okay god like how can I get right back on the right path um one way I've always kind of like uh, just like talked about with like with some people just having having god like as a gps in our life like we might make a wrong term at some point but in the ultimate end like it's he's going to get us right back on the right path through the directions in our life that he has for us for sure and christine you actually mentioned this idea of free will and i was wondering in terms of defining free will and really making it clear to our audience if anyone would like to take a crack at defining what free will is how it's given to us how we should kind of be using it as a um, gift from God. I think free will is a really awesome aspect of our relationship with the Lord, Um, even though it can obviously lead to, as Christine said, a lot of brokenness in our lives at times. Um, As we know, God is all-powerful, and he has all authority. Um, And if he wanted to, he could make it so that we just did exactly what he wanted all the time. Um, and sometimes people question that, like, if God is good, why didn't he just make, why doesn't he just make us all good all the time? Um, and so really good point that some of my mentors have shared with me is that God allows us free will so that our relationship is actually relational. If he orchestrated every single little detail of our lives and made every single decision for us, we would just essentially be little robots. But God wanted to transcend that with our relationship with him. He wants to be our father. He wants to be relational with us. And so it's out of love that he gives us free will. Um, And it's from our human sinful nature in the fall in Genesis 3 that free will has gone astray and led to sin and poor decisions and whatnot. But Ultimately, like if we turn back to God, if we get into the Word, if we surround ourselves with solid community, um, hopefully we become more and more Christ-like. We become sanctified in that process. And then the free will decisions that we make better reflect uh, the decisions that God wants us to make. Yeah, I think also kind of going along with that, like we also need to... We can rest in and recognize that, like, yes, we are given free will, and yes, we will mess up, but we can also trust that God will work that out for his good. Like, whether we've been sinned against or sinned against someone else, it will be worked out for good. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to kick us off and define that, because now we move into this topic of, okay, actually choosing things, right? We have the opportunity to choose things, thanks to God. Um, But with that choosing becomes control. And sometimes we like to rope in our own personal agendas into our decision-making and even push God away because we think that our own plan is awesome. Um, And like we've learned in so many podcast episodes past, God's will is perfect. And we really want to pursue and live in that. So I think where we want to move next is... Um, and feel free to share any personal testimonies at this point, is what has been one way that you have seen kind of a balance of control in your life? You know, a balance of free will on one end, but also a balance of God's will on the other end, and having him be steadfast 
and all-knowing and all-loving. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear some personal testimonies or, or anything in your story that could really be an example and, and testify um, to this balance. Yeah, I think my testimony can speak to that in a number of ways. Um, I grew up and I would consider myself a Christian, um, or I consider myself a Christian growing up, but then in middle school and high school, definitely put faith on the back burner. Um, and I seeked a lot of control in school and sports and relationships. And that's how I wanted to go about getting affirmation and recognition, fulfillment. And so I tried to control that as much as I could, setting myself up for a successful career to make a lot of money and always being in a relationship to get uh, affirmation from that um, and training hard to be a good athlete so that I could get recognition from that. And then when I came to college, I that's the summer before college, then heading into colleges, I really started to feel the void in my life from those very fleeting things. And fortunately that first semester of college is when I got involved with crew and a staff guy named Everett walked me through just the foundations of Christianity. She shared the gospel with me. Um, that's when I really started to work toward an understanding of what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord and submit to his will for my life. And it's, it's really ironic how in the process of letting go of so many things, letting go of control, we experience so much more freedom from all the anxiety and the pressure and the disappointment that comes along with trying to put all of that on our own shoulders. So when I came to the Lord with my frustrations about no longer being one of the smartest people in school, one of the best athletes on my team, and not being in a relationship, I started to experience a lot of freedom from those things and started to experience joy in my relationship with the Lord. And that was something that wasn't fleeting. That was something that filled the void I had been experiencing. And so even though it's scary and seems counterintuitive to, to give up control, I've really experienced a lot of grace and a lot of special times with the Lord and Him just revealing to me that his plan for my life is so much better. Like Isaiah 55 talks about his ways being higher than our ways and his thoughts being higher than our thoughts. And I've experienced that being so true. For example, like in basketball, before Christ, feeling so much pressure to perform and being disappointed in myself when I know I didn't play to or practice to the coach's standards and earn playing time. Versus after coming to Christ, knowing that no matter how well I practice that day, God still feels the same way about, my, about me. He still loves me. And so I can play basketball with freedom and confidence. And if there's anyone who's ever played sports listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know that when you play confidently and you play freely with pressure off your shoulders, you can still play intense, but you just play so much better because you don't dwell on the negatives and you can, yeah, just go out there and compete. And I feel like that applies to work, especially as Vicky said, a lot of us might be moving on to that next stage of life where we feel a ton of pressure to perform at work and impress our supervisors, or our bosses. 
but if we you know surrender that control to god and just i think verbalizing it is helpful to be like god i know that no matter what happens no matter what things i feel like i'm in control of even if i'm not in control of them whatever happens like i know that i'm secure in my relationship with you i think that can really really help give us peace and um, like a godly motivation moving forward in whatever area of life it is. Yeah, I think um, the biggest way that I've seen God move in my life with me giving up control to him was my freshman year um, at Winter Conference. There was just like, I don't even remember exactly what the talk was about, um, but just like it was about control and just how we can truly give that up to him and what we want to do to invest in our future. And, uh, like during like this time we had to like write down like on a piece of paper, like what do we want to give to God? Like what is the one thing that we feel like we're holding back with? What can we give to God? And, uh, I remember writing down, I wrote down like, teaching because in my freshman year I went into college thinking that I wanted to be a teacher that's like what I wanted to do with the rest of my life and I asked like I remember writing it down but I don't remember actually doing the physical action of it it was like something that like came over me and I was like I just remember reading the paper's paper and just being like oh my gosh like what did I just do and I remember going up to the front turning in the piece of paper and then I went back. There was some staff back there that was just there for prayer. And I remember talking to someone who was on staff with with um, Badger Crew at the time, Ella. And just going back to her and just, like, bursting into tears. Because I was like, Ella, like, I always still know what I did. Like, am I crazy for doing this? And just, like, through her prayer, through prayer with her. And then just, like, talking with her afterwards, too. I, like, definitely just came to the conclusion that God was calling me to just do ministry for the rest of my life because just, like, helping people and just my heart, just bringing people to him just, like, overall. And I really like what you mentioned, Caleb, just about freedom because having those free- he having that freedom and that weight lifted off your shoulders is like no other feeling. Like, having that freedom just... And giving those things to God is just amazing. Yeah, I want to share a quick 1 Corinthians verse here before Michaela maybe has some input about her own story. Um, But going off of what you were saying, Christine, about what Caleb was saying about freedom. um, In 1 Corinthians 7.22, this is what it says. For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, The one who was free when called is Christ's slave. So I think about this whole sense of how the word slave is used in the Bible and how the word freedom is used in the Bible. And once again, I I always do this, but I'm about 90% sure that what I'm about to quote is an Alex Bell talk. And anyone who has listened to the podcast knows that Alex Bell has not been on the podcast yet. But he has basically been on the podcast because people can't stop quoting him. Anyway, it was something along the lines of, he gave this in a crew talk last year, we are no longer slaves to sin, and because of that, we are free. But because of that freedom, we are slaves to Christ. 
and like the word slave should not be put into a negative context by itself it should be put into either a negative or positive context based on what's related and connected to right so when we think about being a slave to sin that's not great we don't want to do that god doesn't want that from us but when we think about being a slave to christ that is perfect so so it's not about the word itself but what it's connected to and i think that really goes back to what you were emphasizing on christine and what you started the conversation with caleb about just the freedom of god's will but still the freedom of free will and how they all work together and they all work with each other Uh, so michaela if you've got anything to add in terms of your own testimony or your own story about how you've seen that balance in your life i'd I'd love to hear from you yeah so something i've struggled with personally with like letting go of control of was bringing sin to light like i as soon as i i became a christian in high school and as soon as i became a christian i like did not bring sin to light like i wouldn't tell my friends or like things about things I had been struggling for with for like a really long time and finally like sophomore year I of college I just felt so convicted that I needed to tell somebody about something I had been struggling with and it was so hard for me to let go it was so hard for me to like let go of that control of like my self-image and um the way people perceived me but like Christine and Caleb have been talking about, when I brought that sin to light and when I confided in other Christians who loved me well and just, like, showed so much of God's love through that, I felt so much more freedom. And that's not to say that, like, I still haven't struggled and I still haven't stumbled, but, um, like, letting go of that control over, like, how people perceive me has led to so much freedom and so many chains have been broken because of it and I know that's not just a theme in my personal testimony but I think that's something every Christian can attest to yeah it's like I think the whole topic of just like freedom um it makes me think of uh, I think it's king of kings like it's a worship song I can't think of who who sings it but it says like in his freedom like I am free and it's just that like because of what Christ did for us, because of him dying on the cross for us, then we can just have this complete freedom and just, like, have this complete joy in him. Yeah, something I, like, think of when, like, specifically, like, bringing sin to light. Like, we talk about sin being, like, chains, and then the freedom, like, Christ gives us breaks those chains, but he doesn't, like, put new chains on us to, like, attach us to him. Like, We are able to walk in freedom and righteousness. Yeah, those chains, uh, like when we think about being a slave to Christ, he's not putting more chains on us, but he's wanting us to pick up certain chains for him. You know, like he wants us to willingly take on those roles and take on his will, take on where he's placing us and do it with joy and gratitude because we know that it is perfect. And we know that moving forward, that is perfection. But yeah, I think the whole idea of him not forcing that on us is truly what we know shows the true love of Christ. And it shows that the enemy is the identity theft 
that is putting these chains of sin on us and forcing us into them. And he wants that sin to be the stronghold. But at the end of the day, the stronghold of our lives is the one who doesn't force that on us, but wants us to choose him every single day. And I think that's a really good transition into fitting this topic truly within our Identity Theft series and thinking about what choice, what free will, what God's will all play into where we place our identity, right? And I would love to just dive into kind of that thought of where can we continue to pursue our identity in Christ through our choices? How do we discern what's in God's will to make those choices? And how far in advance can we plan without it being too detriment to our relationship with Christ? I think these are all super important questions, and I'd love to have anybody take a stab at any one of them. Uh, But yeah, I'm really just trying to connect this to our series theme as a whole. I think going on, like discerning God's will, um, is just, I've seen this thing I got got sent to me again like the other day um, that says, if it's from God, it comes with peace and joy and just happiness but if it comes from the enemy it comes with anxiety and confusion and a lot of questions and uh, I think that's just like a really good way to like just like anything in our life um like hey god like should I do this like this opportunity and like if you get complete joy coming from like going towards that opportunity then that's from God but like if it's like confusion and you're like "Mm, God like just like nah like I'm just not feeling that like then that's from like the enemy I think just like that can go just like with the relationships too um because God like has called us in community to be with other Christians but like if you have like just like this friend like overall that's just like giving you like red flags and like that's not like that's not from God Yeah, and I think there's a difference between anxiety and worries and trials, right? Because there can be peace in a decision-making, but still have a rough road ahead or or still be some things that you got to figure out or might change. Um, I know recently I have been working and committing towards um, going out to work at a Bible camp in Colorado this summer um, for the first half of summer, and it was a whole thing about me getting out there and and basically long story short it got to the point where my name was on a wait list and I had to wait two weeks and you know whatever happened happened whatever they came back with I had to make a decision after that but I think the cool thing about that was um, it was kind of out of my hands like I truly didn't have to worry about it for two weeks because if God wanted me there he'd open up a spot and if he didn't then he wouldn't open up a spot and I think that's kind of the easy way to look at it and that doesn't always happen but Also, like what Christine was saying, there are times in our lives where we feel really anxious about things and anxious in trials and anxious in the road ahead, but we can still have a difficult road ahead and still feel peace about it. And it's in those moments where we feel peace about the difficult road ahead and not anxious about the difficult road ahead, where we're really discerning God's will for us and his placement for us in the future. Yeah, and Vicky kind of going off what you said about, and Christine, what you said about discerning God's will. Um, Jen Wilkin has a great book on this. It's called In His Image. Um, But she sort of talks about how um, God's will for our life is to become more like Christ and to emulate his 
communicable attributes or his attributes that were called to emulate. And God is so much more concerned about who you are than what you do. Um, yeah, so then I think to become more like Christ and to be working towards like God's will, we need to get to know God and we need to spend time in his word and learn more about who he is and the promises that are made to us. And then also by doing that, we'll learn to trust him more because you can't really trust someone you don't know. You know, like I don't trust, I don't necessarily trust like a stranger walking down the street because I don't know them. I don't know their character. And the same thing is true for our relationship with God. Like you can't trust him to take control of your life if you don't know his characters, if you don't know that God is love, that he is graceful, that he's merciful, that he's sovereign. Yeah, you can't trust that God is in control if you don't learn that and take the time to grow in that through reading scripture and prayer and talking to other believers about it. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, kind of moving on to my second question that I had in mind, um, just about, okay, how much planning ahead of time is too much? And I think, Caleb, you were talking earlier about how your story really resonated a lot with like going into college. And um, I know you're a college athlete, but you're also a student athlete. Um, So when it comes to that decision-making promise of where you not only want to further your athletic career, but also your academics, Um, and making that decision-making process of what college to attend. I don't know if you can talk a little bit to that question about how much planning ahead of time is too much Um, um, and really how much discernment, how much flexibility should I truly have when it comes to making my plans and allowing it to be changed by the Lord? Yeah, um, to be honest, I tend to be more of a winger uh, and also more of a like I'm definitely naturally I drift towards just being like yeah cool I'll make that decision and then God will work it out type of a thing which is like good in the sense of I I think I have a lot of trust and faith in that area um but also I could probably steward um my decision making and planning much better but I do think that it is wise to plan and it's wise to have other believers speaking into your life. Proverbs talks a lot about the comparison between wisdom and folly. Uh, I believe it says that plans fail for a lack of wise counsel. And so, yeah, if, if, if we have other believers, especially ones who maybe some that are in this, a similar stage of life as us, and then also people who have walked through the stage of life that we're in already. I think that's really beneficial um, as far as planning ahead of time. I do think it is good um, to maybe have those conversations with the Lord through prayer and then just bring that to someone else, like your mentor um, and some friends, to process through it with them. At least, you know, obviously depending on the decision, it might be like an overnight sleep on it, talk with someone, or it might be like a couple of weeks or even a few months, you know, if it's, you know, whether to take a job or not, just part-time while you're getting through college, like, <clears throat> should I work in the athletics office or should I work in the academics office? 
that can maybe be something something that only takes you know a day or two to process. But if you're thinking about moving somewhere, transferring universities, whether you're going to be a teacher or missionary overseas or change your major and become an engineer or whatever it is, you know, those decisions might be um, ones where you take some more time to to process that with the Lord and with other believers in your life. But again, really quickly, just tying that back to the freedom that we have in our relationship with the Lord. Jesus tells us in Matthew that the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I think no matter what we do and what decision we end up going with, if we are doing that while loving the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we are fulfilling God's will for our life. We are doing what we were created to do. We are worshiping the Lord as a teacher or as a missionary or as an engineer, whatever it may be. So I think that's, that's really good to keep in mind as we, we process decisions and, and we plan for the future. And ultimately, that leads us to just being really open-handed. I think it's okay to make decisions and make decisions confidently and just be open-handed. That's been the biggest key for me as I've dove into this topic more. You know, making decisions. I took a job. Uh, I'm an intern at an accounting firm here in Madison, and uh, I took a full-time job with them after graduation. And so I made made that commitment for the time being, and I think that I really enjoy it here, so I think I'll be here for a little while, but that's something that I'm hoping, holding really open-handedly where tomorrow, if God said, no, I have something different in store for you, I would trust that and I would go with that because I know that, that he's calling me to something higher and better. Um, but for the time being, I can rest assured and rest confidently in this decision that I have made and that like God has me covered in this. Yeah, absolutely. That was so good. Um, and I think that that was just a really great way to finish up our content. Um, so I think now we'll move into everybody's favorite minute that usually ends up being more than a minute on working at the wheel, but that's our reference time, our reference minute uh, for you guys just to get some plugs in about the books that you've been reading, the podcasts you've been listening to outside of uh, this one right here. But yeah, Michaela had a really great book plug earlier in the podcast, so something very similar along those lines. It can be related to this topic or anything that has been detriment in your faith walk so far. But yeah, I'd love to hear, and I'm sure everybody listening would uh, really love to hear some new ways to learn and grow in this topic as well. Um, Lately, I've been really loving The Porch Podcast. I've had it wrecked. I've had it recommended to me like a bunch of times and I was like, okay, finally, like I'll listen to it. And it's just been so, it's been so good. Um, yeah, just like they have so many different topics and they just really pertain for anyone and where they are in their walk of faith. And it's just, it's just so good. Um, in addition to In His Image by Jen Wilkin, she has, um, another book called None Like Him which talks about um, the attributes of God that we're not called to emulate. And there's a chapter in it about his sovereignty. So I think if you're really struggling with believing that God is sovereign and that God is truly in control, I would definitely recommend that book. I would second Christine's recommendation on the porch. That has honestly been um, a great resource for me uh, as I've 
matured in my walk with the Lord. Um, also, I cannot speak yet from personal uh, opinion on the book, but it's been recommended to me a few times, and it was just mentioned uh, on at Sunday sermon at High Point Church. Uh, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzaro, I think might be how you say his last name. Um, that uh, I think could really tie well, tie into this topic well. Um, the sermon from this past Sunday was um, about worship and work and kind of surrendering control of your work-life balance and how we tend to idolize our work and spend so much time and energy thinking about it. Um, So Emotionally Healthy Spirituality is the next book that I'm going to order. So if you want to join me in that, that is my recommendation. (laughs) There you guys go. Caleb is personally inviting you to a book club. Um, So check it out. Check out all those references. I think they were great. Um, And honestly, that was probably the closest to a minute that we've ever been. So I applaud all of you for getting in those awesome references, but in a wonderful time frame. But yeah, guys, um, I've really loved talking about this topic and having you on for this topic. I think I was kind of afraid that this was going to turn into another God's Will episode, which would be great. And and anytime we can talk about God's Will is awesome. Um, But I think we really, really, really defined free will and we got into how choices really fit into that, and we were able to intersect a lot of that. So I thank you guys for being here today. Thank you guys for sticking with us all the way through. And coming up next week is our last episode in our Identity Theft series. So this was number five. We've got one more next week, and then we will dive into our new series. So stay tuned for announcements about that. But other than that, that's it from us here at Working at the Wheel. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys later. Bye. See you, Vicky. Bye. 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 Bye.